Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. I don't know if this is the first time you've ever turned into the show or like number 410 or 411, but either way, you're in store for a treat today because what I try to do is bring you a variety of people who can help entrepreneurs and those who want to be entrepreneurs look at sort of uh, different paths to get there, different things that people did. What I have discovered in my career is that get around people who are doing things because success leaves clues. And this show is all about collecting those clues and giving them to you and maybe giving you a little inspiration, a little nugget, a little wisdom so that you can do more with your entrepreneurial life. So before I get started, I have to thank the first sponsor of this of today's show. So many of you offer physical products for your fans and your customers. Well, dealing with all the physical stuff and getting it mailed and sent out, that can be a pain and it steals your precious time. But my friends at Amplifier blend order fulfillment, screen printing, and on-demand production into a single self-service platform that you control. They can integrate with your e-commerce shop and help you drive any customer giveaways that you want to do. They are great for large company powerhouses as well as entrepreneurs who are just starting out. And on-demand means no inventory risk. But as you grow, you can stock up on inventory and Amplifier will handle it all for you. Go over to amplifier.com slash cool things and sign up today. So today I am going to interview somebody who helps people get out of their own way. In her description, I absolutely loved that. She used to be, she used to make her living as a psychologist. I guess she's still once a psychologist, always a psychologist, but she now makes her living as a coach and a consultant, helping people get out of their own way. So Jack Julian is today's guest, and I met her a few months back at the New Media Summit, and she was doing some cool stuff, and I said, well, you got to come on the show and share your journey uh, with those people who listen to cool things entrepreneurs do. So Jack, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tom. And thank you to your listeners for having me. So how did you end up with the name Jack from Jacqueline? (laughs) Well, Jacqueline's really long. Before I got married, my name was longer than the alphabet. (laughs) And I actually grew up as Jackie, but I don't like it. So Jack just works really easy. So I've got a, I've got a, I've got a daughter who is Jacqueline, and she goes by Jackie. But ever since she was a baby, I called her Jax, J A X. Oh, and when she was yeah. little, she didn't like anybody. That was what my dad called me. Nobody else could call her Jax. But now I see it on her Facebook and her sorority sisters, and people <laughs> kind of call her Jax. Uh, yeah. But uh, but she does go by Jackie, but uh, she dates a young man, and his last name ends in the I-E sound also. <laughs> She's like, I may have to become Jacqueline, because <laughs> uh, you know, if I marry this guy, it's going to be right. you know, Jackie, and then his last name. And yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, it still works. But, uh, but uh, I always, I, I now and forever will call her Jax. That's sweet. I like that. And, and she has a long name. Our last name is only Singer. It's only six letters. But uh, her middle name is Elizabeth. And she says she's the only oh. kid with a Q and a Z in her name. <laughs> I bet she is. <laughs> so, so, Jack, how, uh, what, what is, who is Jack Julian and what do you do? Well, I actually work with other entrepreneurs. So, like you said, they can get out of their own way and get their business, their work, their tasks, whatever people are calling it these days, done 
so that they can have time to enjoy their life and their family. So what gets people in their own way? I mean, Lord knows it's me, but. (laughs) It's not you because people need to listen to your podcast to help them get through. Um, You know, so many things get in the way, right? We're stressed out. We feel like we need to do so many things. Uh, We schedule our days to the hilt. Um, I could go on and on. Yeah, but let's face it. Being busy, that's a faux badge of honor in today's thing. While it it may or may not be true, we think if we can prove to people we're better, we're busier than them, then we can prove to ourselves we're better than them. So everybody, I mean, think about it. You walk down the street, you run into a former coworker you haven't seen in a while, and you're like, oh my God, Becky, how are you? The first words out of her mouth is, oh my God, I'm so busy. Yes, yes, yes. That title of being a hot mess. Oh, I'm just a hot mess. Yeah, but people take pride in that. Yes. Yes, we do. So Because we're looked at kind of like slackers if we don't, right? If I meet all the moms after school and say, and they're like, oh, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I got some work done. I was on a podcast and I ate some bonbons. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, what are you doing? So I was actually a stay-at-home dad when Jackie was uh, zero to two years old. And mm-hmm. I would wake up and my wife would go off to work and Jackie would take her nap at like 10 in the morning like a six-month-old does. And I would actually prepare dinner. And then in the afternoon, like the moms on the block, we'd, we'd, the kids would be outside playing and all this. And they'd be like all harried about getting dinner ready. And I'm like, oh, I made the meatloaf this morning. I just have to put it in the oven. And they would get so <laughs> pissed at me. They'd go, don't tell us that. They, see, and they didn't even want to learn your secrets. <laughs> so, so what what can people do about this? I mean, we live in this trap of busy. Give us a little, give us a little bit of, of what you teach. Well, I think one of the things is, and I think we know this, but we just don't really focus on it. Is what is the difference between being busy and being productive? Right. We could we can always find things to do. But are we actually moving forward in, you know, whatever area, our business or even our making our relationships better? Yeah, but I find like the people I deal with and the, the, that I know, they don't know the difference between busy and productive. So how do you help them? So what we do then is we look at, you know, what exactly are they doing? Right. You know, um, are they. Let's say while they're listening to their your podcast, are they just sitting at their desk listening to your podcast? Yes, they should be sitting here sucking in every <laughs> word. They should be strapped into a chair making sure they miss nothing. <laughs> I agree. Actually, I actually, totally most people correct. most people I talk to who listen to the show tell me they listen while they're driving or they listen right. while they're at the gym or while they're out on a run. See, and that's great. And that's a great thing to do because... At that point, we can accomplish two things. We can learn something and, you know, we can get to work or we can exercise or make dinner or whatever. So you started off as a psychologist. I'm not even sure what a psychologist does. What was your day like with with that? (laughs) What what is it like to be a psychologist and how did you make the change to entrepreneurship? So, um, well, actually, I had a little bit different road as a psychologist even in that I started off as a clinician working with a variety of clients and then actually went into teaching and then went back to doing some therapy and then went when my children were young and we moved to Texas, I went to fully online teaching so that I could be home with my kids. 
And it was great because, again, I did it so I could be home with my kids. But it was still hit or miss. You know, I was getting classes when they had them. So sometimes I would not have a lot to do. And other times I would be buried. So you were working for somebody else at that point. Yes. And so while you had to, you know, you had to kind of a flex schedule a little bit, you had to follow their rules and you were getting a paycheck. Mm -hmm. When did you make the move to just saying, I just work for Jack? (laughs) 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 I didn't even think that one through before I said it. (laughs) Well, I felt like I was working for Jack, Um, (laughs) but in a different, totally different context. So I made the move when I was like, I just can't handle this anymore, right? We can't take family vacations because either I miss, you know, eight weeks of pay or I bring my work on vacation. Mm-hmm. And so how long ago did you make the jump? That was about six months ago. Oh, okay. So you're new to this. So what's been, what's been the biggest change? The freedom, the And the ability to work with people that I really want to work with, that really light me up instead of people I'm told I need to work with. So so coming off of that, though, where people are giving you the clients and the people who are in your classes and that you're working with, to having to find them all yourself, what's the biggest challenge? Ooh, that is a big challenge. And I think that in some ways was part of what brought me to focus on the productivity that – you know, Parkinson's law that we have all this time to fill and we're going to fill it in some way, shape or form. And so saying, you know, well, I can do it in a little bit because I have all this time. I really don't have all this time. I really need to focus. So how's it going? I mean, six months, you're still relatively new in the world of of cool things entrepreneurs do. So what's cool that you're doing? What's cool that I'm doing? Um... Well, everything that I'm doing is cool. (laughs) Um, Actually, really, I'm starting to take on one-to-one clients, which is new instead of doing group programs, and getting a community together, the anti-hustle nation, because we don't want to be busting our butts all the time and not spending time with our families and friends. So what's the hardest part about finding clients? And And how are you doing it? The hardest part about finding clients? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think making, making those connections, right? You know, when is a good time to offer services? When is a good time to reach out to somebody? And I've really been so far doing, I guess you want to call it word of mouth and connecting with people like yourself and doing podcasts. And so if someone's thinking about making the jump, let's give them some advice. I mean, clearly it can't all be wine and roses. What's what advice do you have for somebody who wants to leave their job? Maybe they Mm -hmm. want that freedom. Maybe they need to be able to take family vacations or spend more time with their kids. What do they really need to be prepared for? And what are the pitfalls? Hmm. So they really need to be prepared for, I guess, basically in some ways, how much they might feel like an idiot because there is a learning curve. And, you know, I, I felt very successful as a psychologist and a professor, but coming into this new venture made me feel like maybe I didn't know anything that I thought I knew. Um, turns out that's not true. I, st- I still know it. Um, I just need to apply it in a different way. So learning that flexibility. Um, 
learning that it you need to be consistent, right? Even when things aren't going as well as you want them to, you still need to be consistent. Um, I think the biggest mistake that I made when I started out was actually trying to get too much information. And since everybody has their own way of doing something that I wanted to do it like everybody else, but everybody else had 18,000 different ideas and I can't do 18,000 different things. So sticking with a path and following it. And that's kind of one of the things I found when I went into my business, right? So I, I make my living as a professional speaker. And from the outside, everybody thinks the business is one thing. The reality is, is that the world of speaking is like 20 different businesses. And they're, even within the different 20 little slices of the pie, you'll find people doing things 10 or 15 different ways. And so from the outside looking in, the business looks like one thing. But when you're actually in the trenches and, and, and cutting away, you realize that it's you know 200 different possible paths that you can be on, and you can't be on all of them at once. So what is sort of the lane you picked? If somebody is, if somebody is looking for coaching help, if somebody feels like that, that slogan of you know, get people out of their own way uh, is right for them, what does that really mean? Tell us a little bit about like, the process that you go through with people to, to help them succeed. So... I have a checklist of about 25 things that tend to get in people's ways. And so one of the first steps we would take is to kind of go through that. You know, what are your main problems? Are you getting distracted? Are you just really stressed out? Um, you know, are you having some self-esteem issues? And so we'll go through that checklist and kind of figure out where they are and where we need to go from there. I think one of the things is that it's just not a one-size-fits-all type of solution. Well, and that's sort of along the lines. I teach a, a course called The Paradox of Potential, and we all think that, oh, my gosh, Becky has so much potential. And then a year later, she's being transitioned out of the company. But when we hired her, she had so much potential. Well, potential is not a solution, and potential does not guarantee results. And so one of the things I've found in working with people is there's this natural gap between potential and results. And yet some people get farther across. They naturally build scaffolding that allows them to go farther across where other people try to, to build a bridge and they don't get very far and they fall into the abyss. So from the standpoint of a psychologist, why do you think some entrepreneurs are able to achieve more when others don't? And yet everybody started off with like rah, rah potential. <laughs> um, you know, in some ways it's kind of like a marriage. Right. The when you first get married, it's all love and cuddles and oh, you're great. And as time goes on, you know, people are farting in bed and picking I have teeth. no idea what you're talking about. I've been married 27 <laughs> years. My wife will tell you that never happens. <laughs> well, I didn't mean, in, of course, not in your house. Right. <laughs> and so we as we get further into our business then we run into those, you know, business farts and it's not going as fast. And, you know, well, so-and-so had better success. So why am I not having success? What's wrong with me? And those things wear us down. And we always have that safety net of, well, I can just go back to doing what I was doing. So I've got a couple more questions for you before I can let you go. But first, right. I have to thank the other sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, 
training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know some of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So Jack, I call this show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. This is the point where I want you to tell the listeners all about your show, all about your business and how they can find you and what's totally cool about working with Jack Julian. All right. So what's totally cool about working with me is I take a very different take on productivity and getting out of your way than a lot of other people. It's not just, you know, get up at the butt crack of dawn. And quite frankly, I don't care if you get up early or not, you can Mm -hmm. still be successful. And we focus a lot on those other things that are getting in your way, not just, you know, you must write a schedule and keep a time assessment and all that. And we like to have fun while we do it. So people can find me on my website at jackjulian.com, J-A-C-J-U-L-I-E-N.com, and my Facebook group, Anti-Hustle Nation Community, and that's just Facebook groups, Anti-Hustle Nation. So I loved the name Anti-Hustle Nation when I met you. I thought that, that was awesome. What, tell me a little bit about that group. So you know what? That's just where we collect and we can share ideas and talk about how we can really stop being so busy but still get our shit done. Is that an open group or do you have to belong to your community? Nope, that's an open, totally free group. And it's called, once again? Anti-Hustle Nation. Anti-Hustle Nation on Facebook. Go check that out. Hey, uh, I love to ask entrepreneurs who come on the show who they think is cool because I think (laughs) entrepreneurs are observers. So I love to find out who in the entrepreneur sphere that you look out and say, wow, she or he, poof, they're crushing it. Mm. Um, well, aside from you, <laughs> uh, I also, I'm a huge fan of... I, by the way, wait, I got to stop you. I love it when people pander to the host, so that was totally welcome. <laughs> it was, it, that, I, that was from my heart, Tom. <laughs> um, I am a huge fan of Sean Acor, mm-hmm. and he does a lot of research into happiness and success. So what's your favorite thing about Sean? Um, you know, I love how he takes all the research and makes it simple so that everybody can understand it and that we can put it to use. Yep. I want to have him on the show. I tried to reach out to him and didn't get a response. So if you know Sean oh. Acor, have him, have, him, have him call me. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so final question I ask everybody is what do you do to give back to the greater good? Because I think as entrepreneurs, we, we have an obligation mm-hmm. to try and help serve people. So you know, some people do big things, some people do small, but I always love to know how people who have that entrepreneurial spirit – how they touch others. So, so what do you do? That follows nicely with your TED Talk. <laughs> oh, you watch. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna plug the TED Talk. Go to tomsinger.com slash TEDx, and you can go and see the uh, the new TED Talk. Well, several months old now, but uh, on uh, the art of giving small. So, thank you for that plug, everybody. Jump over to tomsinger.com slash TEDx. So, so go ahead. What do you do? So, w- the thing that we like to do is we're huge animal fans. Yeah, animals. <laughs> I like animals. Yeah. So most days I like animals. No, um, I like animals every day. We have a lot of animals, but we do foster care for our local boxer rescue. Oh, wow. So animals that have been taken in or surrendered by their owner, boxers, only boxers, 
um, and we foster them, keep them with us until they are adopted out. Oh, that's awesome. So I have some friend who, who's, they fostered cats, but then they ended up keeping so many of them. They're like the crazy cat people, but, but I think it was great that they fostered so many. So that, so that is yeah. awesome. So we said Today, it, we've only kept one. <laughs> so, so we said it before of how people can reach you, but why don't you tell everybody again, how can they find Jack Julian and, and your services? All right. They can find me on my website at jackjulian.com and my free Facebook community, Anti-Hustle Nation. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your story. Thank you. And thank you to your listeners for letting me be here, too. Well, I say it every time. If it wasn't for the listeners, we wouldn't have a show. So thank you so much for tuning in. This was episode number 411. We just keep going. However, uh, if this was your first episode, you can always go backwards. There's 410 other episodes for you to listen to. Or uh, if you're new, you can just tune in every Tuesday and Thursday because I always bring uh, guests that are just as cool as Jack Julian. I know you're thinking, how is that possible? But, but I do that twice a week uh, with the idea, as I said in the beginning, of dropping uh, a little bit of, of clues to the success that people take. So we're going to be back in a couple of days. But in the meantime, I'm going to challenge you. Go out there and try something new. And while you're at it, have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.